Hello and welcome to Diminishing Returns, uh, a really, really exciting episode this week, I think, because I think this is a kind of fan favourite thing we've been teasing doing since we started yeah. the show, and it's certainly something that our listeners have been asking for and want. And uh, joining myself, Sol, and Alan, as usual. Hello. Hello, Alan. Uh, we have a really, really exciting guest this week for Space Jam. We have Chris Antista, who I am. Hey. Yeah. Hey, Chris. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a big fan of Chris, uh, mostly through Laser Time, which is an excellent, excellent podcast. I, I highly recommend it. It's um, been an influence on this show. It, it's where I learned about the likes of Windy City Heat and the antics of Norm MacDonald. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Every, every week we pick a... Well, when the show posts every week, we, every show's a different theme, and I have something geared up for Space Jam. <laughs> Maybe you or the listeners can figure it out by the time we get through the episode, but... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Laser time, thirty twenty ten, where we go thirty twenty and ten years back through movie music and video game mm. releases and uh. video game apocalypse and end of plugs. I won't even plug my Patreon. Patreon.com <laughs> slash. Never mind. But, but I'm excited to talk about Space Jam because you know I watched it again and I flip flop on it all the time. <laughs> I love it. I hate it. I love it. I hate it. I love it. I hate it. <laughs> I I'm exactly the same. I was um mm -hmm. I was seven years old, I think, when this came out in the UK. It came out in 1997 here. There was a time in my life when this was my favorite film of all time. <laughs> That's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> but I was seven. I I didn't know. I, I I'd only seen about five films, you know. No, and I guess at at, at the time this came out, it was very easy to watch like three hours of looney tunes every day yeah it was at least in america it was there was syndicated stuff you could see on over-the-air local stations there was cartoon network t and they were on tnt and now they're just sort of confined i think hbo max is where they all live now and it just bums me out to think like yeah if your parents don't have 15 bucks a month you're never going to see the <laughs> looney tunes or if you live in the God. uk we we don't have hbo max here they refuse <gasps> to let us have it I know, I know, oh. it's it's awful. They've got some weird deal with um, Rupert Murdoch and and his empire, and all he's that's right. Yeah, he's releasing all of the Warner Brothers stuff over here in in weird ways. And over like Sky or something. Yeah, yeah, and we've not yeah. got the new Looney Tunes shorts. I'm I'm really upset about it. We've still They're not got good. Animaniacs. That's you know, I th I find uh, yeah very interesting. You guys kind of. The place that Space Jam seems to hold in a collective psyche of this kind of <laughs> children's nostalgia cult thing. Because yeah. I watched it this morning, and I'm pretty sure I've never seen it before. <laughs> but yeah, Al Alan <laughs> is, I thought um... I was going to watch it and recognize things, and I didn't. Yeah, well, Alan, you will have been, what, 13, I think, when it came out, if I was 12, seven? I guess. Yeah. 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 So you were probably maybe a bit old for it? Uh, maybe yeah. not. I was uh, sadly 16 when it came out, and I, I have so many good things to say about the Looney Tunes. Yeah. I, if you don't know me, I love uh, I love old school animation. I collect it. Sad to think that's sort of going away just because the remastering process yeah. just isn't isn't worth it. And when you see like how they try and stream it, like they put the Looney Tunes into like seasons, as in like mm. a, per year, and it makes it really difficult to find what you're looking for. As do the terrible pun. Pun, punny titles of Bugs Bunny movies or cartoons that always use the word hair. Like even I don't know the names of the cartoons I like. <laughs> it's it's great. And and just to to start off on my love hate relationship with the Space Jam, I saw it in theaters and I 
didn't like it. I was very excited and um, because I'm a big Looney Tunes fan, but then I, I came away with what I always say about it. It's not a Looney Tunes movie. Mm-hmm. It's a Michael Jordan movie featuring the Looney Tunes. Yes. Well, he is <laughs> he is the star. And and he's a terrible actor. <laughs> well, I, I, I definitely took that away from yeah. it as well. Yeah, how yeah, little yeah. kind of cartoon action we got. And yeah. but honestly, I've got no great love for Looney Tunes either. Like not that I dislike it, but it's just not something I ever watched. I don't mm. you know, I recognize all the characters, but I couldn't name them all you know i i couldn't i couldn't really go oh yeah from that that one i like that that's that's it's pete just... puma who could forget <laughs> <laughs> who could forget i'm obsessed i'm obsessed the new space jam as if you've seen the trailer the people watching the jam are like the fucking flintstones and, oh, and iron giants and alex from <laughs> clockwork <laughs> orange is, is seemingly in there it's so and, and, weird and, but the the background characters in this space jam Many of you may not have seen this on your larger sets or in theaters, but they don't have a deep bench to choose from. <laughs> so it is it is this awesome, terrible menagerie of lesser Looney Tunes uh, in the background. It's ridiculous. Uh, Mark Anthony, the dog. Yeah, Eddie, yeah, hello. Uh, cool Cat, Muggsy, and uh, like all these one to two cartoon starring characters with no lines in the, in the stands. I love it. When, and once I became a snottier Looney Tunes fan, like I deeply resented Space Jam. <laughs> but then recently I saw it in theaters with, I saw it with a crowd and a crowd of people who loved it. And that's always a great way to experience movies. Mm. And I had a, a great time because one of the things I hated, I thought I hated about it was that it is a Michael Jordan movie, but I stopped liking sports around the time Space Jam came out. But my recent rewatch, like last year, I realized like, no, but I was very much into the Michael Jordan thing. That was an incredible phenomenon. And now that I've watched, I don't like sports now, but I love sports documentaries. And I know a lot of people have watched The Last Dance on Netflix about the Chicago, like the like unprecedented Chicago Bulls run, Michael Jordan being one of the best players ever. And I cannot believe that they made a Looney Tunes movie about the most (laughs) fascinating point in his life. (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Like you could watch this movie and not know. Yeah, Michael Jordan at his height, MVP, <laughs> winning championships. His dad died, and he's just like, I don't want to do basketball anymore. I want to play baseball to make my because that's what my dad wanted. Wait, me to wait, do. sorry, hang on. Is that is that a real thing that he did? This is a real. Mm. Th- that's what makes uh, no, the movie special to me now. It is. I thought it is the film. One of th- I thought it was a joke. I thought the no, film was no. No, this is weird. all ha- like. And I, I, I was oh like, I always thought, when, the last time I watched it, like, how did they do this? It is such a timely movie. And the movie ends with him going back into basketball, which is what he did. <laughs> Animated movies take like two years to make. I'm still pretty baffled as to how this timeline exists. And I tried, I didn't get a, enough time to dig a little deeper, but like, I think if you're, if we're being honest, if you watch the movie, anything that doesn't involve the Looney Tunes could have been shot like the week before. <laughs> so like, so all the the stuff about the Chicago him playing, there's a great documentary, thirty for thirty documentary called uh, Jordan Rides the Bus. He uh yeah he he quit basketball at his absolute height. Uh, so for him to like quit everything he's good at, he goes to play for the Chicago White Sox, which is a major league baseball team. It turns out he's not that good. So the biggest star in the world at this point, biggest athlete in the world, gets busted down to the minor leagues and has to <laughs> is playing these tiny stadiums and traveling on the bus with the team. And this movie somehow takes place in that very real period. I, I am genuinely flabbergasted for for the last, you know, however many years since this film came out, I always assumed it's it's, it's a funny joke. Like the, the best basketball player in the world retires to yeah. 
to play baseball and he, he's not as good yeah, at it. No, it, it's it's a two year it's a two year period in Jordan's life that is crystallized wow. in Space Jam. <laughs> it's it it's it's hilarious. And so for that, I really appreciate yeah. Space Jam. And I also should say I, I need to appreciate it because I'm a big Looney Tunes fan. And a part of this comes from a specific memory of being at my grandparents' house and I'm sitting next to my dad and grandpa and we're watching the Looney Tunes and all laughing at the same thing. Back in the day, these cartoons were made for everybody. Mm. That's why sometimes they get a little ribald, drunk, <laughs> racist. Um, they were they were made for current audiences of the 40s, but were sold, packaged to kids for five generations. I think one of the longest running Saturday, the longest running Saturday morning cartoon show was the Bugs Bunny and Roadrunner show from I think about 1960 on American television, uh, starting in primetime, but then going to Saturday morning. That show ran for 40, 50 years every day for kids over the air for free. So, th But then that kind of went away. And then for the 90s, there was this fashion uptick with um, the Looney Tunes. If you've never seen the thugged out Looney Tunes dressed like <laughs> crisscross, that's the early 90s. And then Michael Jordan comes along and does a series of Nike's commercials. Mm. This could be the beginning of a beautiful friendship. That's all, folks. Well, that's my line. Uh, directed by Joe Pitka, who you may know as the, the director yes. of Space Jam, his <laughs> one and only feature film. Another reason I re resented Space Jam a little bit, not to get off track, is because if you look at those commercials, the animation is stellar, way better <laughs> than what you see in Space Jam. But it's also a commercial and has like one minute to do these extravagant things. But yeah. that's where this started. This is technically a movie made spun off yeah. from commercials. Yeah, like I, and there, there's yeah. a lot of products in this movie <laughs> to prove that. Michael Jordan brought everything: McDonald's, <laughs> uh, the NBA. Usually, you don't get licensed teams, and they're like yeah. every team is represented here. I remember like two years ago, I'm walking through a fucking Walmart, and I see Looney Tunes cartoons on DVD, and they have new sleeves over them. <laughs> with the marquee, the stars of Space Jam, and the amount of old man resentment that built up inside me. I'm like, you guys need to apologize for this, millennials. I'm, I'm, a, I'm an old, I'm, I'm like a millennial cuspy. Uh, but I have to give Space Jam credit because mm. Warner Brothers did not do a good job of keeping these characters in the public eye. There's some of my, I think Bugs Bunny might be my favorite fictional character of all time. I, I used to have this pegged, and I think I've said it on this podcast before, like as the weirdest film to ever make it through the studio system it it's so baffling yeah. at every level but i didn't know it was based on a series of commercials until a couple of years ago maybe when i discovered it and i don't know if that's because the, the ads didn't come to the uk or if i was just too young to be aware of them but when i found I mean, that out were, were jordan's were jordan's big in the uk did you have those shoes nike air well th this is this is the other problem well outside of america basketball doesn't really exist so, <laughs> yeah. not only do we not really know That's about true. it, we don't know who Michael Jordan is. Uh, so all of this means nothing to us. Like as far as I know, basketball is like an alien space sport that they put, invented <laughs> for this film. Yeah, yeah, I think it's 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 really like America and China are like the only yeah. countries like super into baseball, basketball. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess that would be a hindrance. Yeah, yeah. Then I found out about the adverts, and it's like, oh, that makes so much sense. It's not the weirdest film ever, but. I must say, I think when Karl Marx was, you know, warning us about capitalism run amok, this movie <laughs> is perhaps what he was talking about. It, th this, yes, this film is capitalism manifest. It's just yes. everything and 
everything's selling it's out. It's a box office and merchandise, <laughs> yeah. and that's an... You know, I, I've wavered on that a little bit just because, like, I'll take anything as far as these Looney Tunes characters go. They have a great new show out, and I, none of my friends who love Looney Tunes have seen it, and no kids have seen it. So <laughs> this is Space Jam is all we have yeah. to keep the, the legacy of these characters alive, and I'm very much behind that and, for that yeah, reason. And to be fair, the, the old, you know, Looney Tunes shorts, the Looney Tunes were invented to, to sell Warner Brothers music records, weren't they? They music, were adverts yeah. for the old classic. That's yeah. why they're called Looney Tunes. It's, you know... And the pun right. of, of, you know. Mary Melody's Looney Tunes, yeah. they were to go along with Disney's Silly, Silly Symphonies, yeah. um, which those were like musical-based cartoons, but Warner Brothers actually had a giant library of mu- music that they owned, and kids my age can, it's just weird, we can hum stuff, and, and like, this is a very licensed song, for, this is a popular 1940 song that still costs money, and I, somebody's rocking my dream boat, and like, I only know this because I heard Bugs Bunny sing it. And when you're a kid, you have no idea you're watching something that's 40 years old. Yeah. Well, let me let me ask, ask you guys a question. Do you think this new Space Jam film will open with an R. Kelly song? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, because that, that is what I really remember from this period. R. Kelly, yeah. I believe I Can Fly, was like at number one for about three months. The Space Jam soundtrack was. I, I had the cassette tape. I, I took... I don't know why, but I took the cassette tape into school one day, and the teacher wow. let us play the Space Jam soundtrack while we were doing school. Hell yeah, students! This is a the, this is the only recorded duet with Barry White and exactly. Chris Rock. It's called yeah. Basketball Jones. <laughs> it's an amazing soundtrack, and I, it was really upsetting because I I spent all day well not all day like. 90 minutes while that soundtrack was on waiting for the best track on the tape for me as a kid which was the rap performed by Bugs Bunny I I believe called Buggin at the very end of the tape I think it was a secret (laughs) hidden track Shh, be very very quiet I'm hunting wabbits Right Uh, Yeah Clap your hands to the beat Everybody just clap your hands to the beat Clap your hands to the beat Alright, Fudface, what's he made of? Who got Bugs Bunny money? I give you some kind To get more carrots every time I rhyme Can a mouse write this? Does he have long furry ears like this? Can he make hits like this? Nope, it's like Jordan at the plate You're likely to miss And um, as soon as that one came on The teacher turned it off and was like Okay, that's the end of the tape I was furious. <laughs> no, but yeah, there's, there's a rap performed by, uh, I think it's Elmer Fudd and Bugs Bunny. Uh, so Billy West and... Billy West? <laughs> Billy West Billy West's debut as Bugs Bunny. He's nowhere close to my favorite Bugs Bunny, but he Billy West is the greatest living voice actor we have. 100%. And that he does, yeah. he does Bugs Bunny so well, in addition to Ren, Stimpy, Fry, I could go on and on. He, uh, Doug... He's such a great voice actor and does such a great job. And I remember him saying, like, yeah, that was that's I got paid a million dollars to be Bugs Bunny in Space Jam. So that was pretty up there for a voice yeah, actor uh, at the time. Yeah, especially in the 90s. That's um, that's not bad. But he didn't he didn't do it again. And if I if I don't say it, I'm just going to say it now. I don't think Space Jam is very funny. And mm. I don't think the Looney Tunes, you know, I could I have like meaningless quibbles. Like, I definitely don't like that. They live in the center of the earth. <laughs> that's really dumb. Uh, but but like well, I, I don't think they're very funny and very well utilized. And I yeah. stopped viewing this for your show, and 
immediately jumped into <laughs> Looney Tunes back in action, which is a much better film directed by Joe Dante, yeah. who is a genuine fan of the Looney Tunes. He sneaks Chuck Jones and Gremlins. He snuck the Looney Tunes and Gremlin opening. The Looney Tunes open Gremlins, too. That's how much he loves them. <laughs> uh, and that movie is so funny and so good. Uh, and Billy West is not in that one, sadly. But uh, I don't know why people who love Space Jam so much haven't jumped into back in action. It's a much better film. You're right, though, because um, Space Jam isn't a particularly funny movie. No. I think Bill Murray, who inexplicably is in this movie as himself, <laughs> I think every moment with him is pure gold, as you would expect from Bill Murray. But it amounts to I'm not about sure, but I think three he, minutes. I think he might have done commercials for the NBA. Right. And that <laughs> might be how his did. involvement... <laughs> and it seems like for him, that was probably a huge payday, and it really looks like he worked two three days on it. it 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 looks not only like he worked two or three days on it but like they gave him a script and he went nah i'm just gonna nah, i'm I gonna do it. what i feel like i'm <laughs> just gonna it. riff something it's a good shot yeah i know mike i gotta ask you something the nba has to face reality what's happening to these players is serious they're gonna need new players with talent guys who are skilled but never really thought about a professional career before you think i got a shot Come on, really. No. Don't kid me. Listen, it's a man's game. And you can't play. What if I tried really hard? Can you keep it down? I'm trying to hit this ball. His, his most his most canned lines that you'll hear are the ones when he's playing basketball. Because those, those are the things that have to be scripted so far in advance. <laughs> that Bill Murray's the funniest part of the movie bums me <laughs> bums me out. <laughs> well, I do I do think, you know, in this kind of film, this sort of sub earnest comedy uh, <laughs> <laughs> that someone like Wayne Knight is absolutely perfect he's got the right yeah, energy yeah, for yeah. it yeah, he's yeah. got a bit of knockabout comedy about him so I think he does a really nice job as well mm -hmm. um let's talk about Michael Jordan a little bit <laughs> I, I actually think he's doing a bang-up job here for someone who is a not an actor and yes. b acting to nothing um, I think he's doing a damn fine job. <laughs> he's not only a, not a professional actor, he is doing the hardest acting work any yeah. most people will ever do. So I, I say he's bad in it, but it's like most people would be bad at this. Yeah. There's a, there's a reason Who Framed Roger Rabbit, if you can't tell by everything I've said, is the greatest movie ever made. And they, <laughs> they purposely spend very little time bringing Bob Hoskins into Toontown because it's difficult to make that look convincing and it would be incredibly difficult to shoot. It's like 10 minutes of this movie that is famous for combining live action and animation. Bringing a live action character into animation is incredibly difficult. And judging from the trailer, look at the trailers of the new Space Jam, they just turn LeBron animated to avoid yeah. those issues. Yeah. 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 So right at the beginning here, uh, we have a little intro to set up Michael Jordan. Yeah. And then we have this really long intro uh, thing of just like highlights of Michael Jordan playing basketball. But I was thinking these, op these are the longest opening credits I've ever seen. Like what's going on? And then I looked at the time and the film is barely 80 minutes. <laughs> and I was like, ah. <laughs> Okay, Half of the film why. is a basketball <laughs> match. Like you, that, that, I, sh yeah. I should, I should say it, it, it's it's sort of the death of Warner Brothers animated division. I I find it ironic that Iron Giant is in Space Jam and like given this like star treatment in the Space Jam two trailer, <laughs> whereas like. Warner Brothers completely shit on that film, yeah. and most of the staff of that film were forced to move over and make this movie because, oh, really, yes, like that, that's yeah. that's what they because they didn't make. Uh, I don't know that they they made another attempt at a live action movie after Iron Giant bombed as 
big as it did, but you know, now it's a modern classic. Mm. But yeah, most of the team that worked on that had to be moved over to make this glorified commercial. The concept here, so Earth Earth is quote unquote real. The Looney Tunes live in the center of the Earth in Toonland, and that's animated. Yes. But yes. outer space is also animated. <laughs> yes. And outer and they need new theme park attractions. <laughs> Yeah. Like, you do know there are other animated characters that have theme park attractions you could go steal. Um, <laughs> not the half ass ones like at Six Flags. But, <laughs> but I think. You would, it, we, why would. I, I like the Looney Tunes, but come on, your first choice would be going and getting Mickey and Friends. Well, in this universe, the Looney Tunes apparently broadcast each of their cartoons live on TV every day. So. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the, the only thing I've ever seen that feels like it's animated live is uh, the Care Bears. It seems like <laughs> nobody did a second pass at the script. It's it's awful. It makes no sense. One of the worst things I've ever seen. Yeah. You, you can't you can't improvise animation. It doesn't work. Yeah, they decide they need to kidnap the Looney Tunes, who then tell the aliens that they have a right to fair trial through competition. Yeah. It is one of the, the dumbest game. stories ever. It's one of the dumbest plots. Not maybe not plots, but it's one of the stupidest <laughs> stories ever. And it's you just it's nice that you don't question it that much because like, yeah, I just want to see the Looney Tunes do stuff. Cool. Yeah. And then and the the structure of the film is so weak because you know, you get to this point where it's like, okay, we've got to go up against the bad guys, blah, blah, blah. And then you would have some kind of fail where you kind of, you know, you go up against a different team and you lose and they have to go away and train and you have a montage and all this. But now we go straight into the big game. The big conclusion yeah. starts about 35 minutes in. <laughs> and and then we have, like, the halftime is when they have their big kind of reveal and they, they think they're taking steroids and so they get better. Yeah, yeah it, se- it, seems, it seems like such a TV movie, but given mm. this major, major budget, and again, I think that's only because of Michael Jordan. Did you know there is a Space Jam movie premiering on Cartoon Network in, like, a week? <laughs> to promote the Space Jam Two, <laughs> it's 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 what? it's te- Teen Titans meet Space Jam. Oh, I just found out wow, about okay. it, that. I just found out about it researching this. I've heard nothing about it, and I like the Teen Titans mm. uh, to a point. Cartoon Network to a point. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jordan gets kidnapped by the Looney Tunes to help them train to be basketball players. That's right, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And then Wayne Knight has to try and find him. Yeah. And he <laughs> digs a hole or anything like that. down to Toontown and the aliens steal famous basketball players' talent, which they can apparently do. Yeah. Um, why do they live underground? Why don't they just live in Burbank? What? Why do this? Yeah, well, if, if they're broadcasting live on you know TV, it's obviously a lucrative thing they've got yeah. going on. They're obviously big stars. Pete, like Michael yeah, Jordan, it, knows who they are. Well, well, how come if they live in the center of the Earth, they have like a sky and sunlight and things like that? Yes, <laughs> and, 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 a, and a, a hell of a broadcast satellite. I find it difficult to believe you can't find Looney Tunes on TV anymore if it's getting all the way out into space. Yeah. Well, let me ask you about this because obviously the kind of defining factor of Space Jam, the thing that r- makes it rise above, is that you have real real people interacting with the cartoons, right? which is yeah. different to a normal knockabout kind of kids comedy. So my my only saving grace with this film is that I think that works really well. And I think even 20 odd years on, it still holds up. But yeah, I am not an animation good. expert by any means. So usually I would go to Sol for this because <laughs> uh, he's my resident <laughs> animation expert. 
is that just my kind of naive eye or, or does this is this kind of really the business no no i mean well you are sort of witnessing <clears throat> the end of theatrical 2d animation anyway mm. this is as good as it gets it's as good as it looks uh from who framed roger rabbit to here mm. uh almost every studio is done with traditionally hand-drawn animation at this point it, it and again one of the reasons i resent this being a michael jordan movie the entire end is kind of slowed down by his presence because he's a human and he can't move as fast <laughs> yeah, yeah. as the camera would in a normal cartoon yeah. so you can't do as many cartoon things because he's slowing everything down by being a stupid human well that, i mean that's his his character arc from what unless i've missed something like the whole journey his character goes on is that he basically learns that cartoons can stretch their arms is that <laughs> it, it it is one of the the, the dumbest crescendo <laughs> moments in all theatrical yeah. films and it's i love how like that looks stupid regrettable and aged whereas the looney tunes <laughs> don't when you try and stretch jordan's arm that looks absurd yeah it's, it's that and wayne knight being pumped up like a like a balloon <laughs> flying yeah. around the, the studio uh the 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 court that I, I must say that there's some very noticeably horrible dated animation in the uh, the crowd scenes in the basketball match at the end. All the that's you can yeah. you can see the computer processor stuttering <laughs> and, and like the frame rate. Like it's just, it's trying its best to show yeah. all these characters, but it's too big a scene. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. I love how early computer animation, strangely not Toy Story, which is a year old toy story at this point yeah yeah computer animation is a new thing in the medium of film well the lion king was two years prior and that used this for the um for the stampede scene and so on i, I guess it was a bit more simplistic in that it was basically the same model over and over and over again yeah but it, it, there's, it looks like there's some video game technology behind the the, the, the crowd scenes yeah and and again they don't have enough looney tunes to populate these things so you can just see the same characters over and over again on different sides uh it's 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 hilarious yeah but even then like some of the some of the sort of animation you know because to be fair they're not just still images they are like animated but it's it's maybe three frames looped round yes some of them are looped very badly it's it's yeah it looks it looks like something in the background like jet moto yeah uh or some other such current game kids know i don't know (laughs) It's a very, very odd um, choice, but I think, yeah, I think for the most part, the the effects and the animation are, you know, relatively decent here. I I don't think it's as sophisticated or to as high a standard as, say, Roger Rabbit. That's Richard Williams, man. Yeah, yeah. He did a lot of well, he did a lot of work on your side of the pond. He's one of the greatest animators ever. Yeah, and I wonder if you got like my favorite moment in Space Jam still, and I don't know why. I think because it got the biggest laugh, the biggest pop in theaters because. You know, most people weren't laughing at this movie. It's not very funny. <laughs> and 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 uh was when uh they shoot the basketball and then it just goes to Elmer Fudd and Yosemite Sam in pulp fiction outfits. Which <laughs> oh, no did did any of you get did you get that soul as a kid? There's no way you would have got that reference. That movie's two years old. Uh as a kid, yeah, there's no way I knew what was going on. Um I th- yeah. I think I got it as a kind of oh, they're doing a like a, a grown up movie that's a bit, you know, about bad oh, it's criminal such a people. Gratuitous, egregious that, reference as but well. But that's it's it. So what, watching it now, it's like there's no, there's no relevance to anything. It hasn't dated particularly well because it was just that pulp fiction was obviously out at the time like you know a couple it hasn't but i mean that that is a a tried and true looney tunes gag a cultural reference i have a podcast i'm working on that proves pretty unequivocally that the looney tunes are pretty much just family guy you're looking at a bunch of parodies of 
commercials and <laughs> uh, other entertainment. And some of the catchphrases you think are Looney Tunes catchphrases, they just stole because they're doing a parody. But because it's so old, you don't know what they're referencing. Well, yeah. isn't isn't Bugs Bunny basically that? Isn't the carrot and what's up, Doc, a reference to a was it like James I do, Cagney I do. I have a lot of it? information on this. I have a lot of information on this, and I won't. I don't want to bore you with it. But it's one of those things I love because we have the luxury of you know going back to YouTube and like you, when people want to make references, they can be very specific. But back in the day, like people are just operating on a memory. Yeah. And uh, they did sort of base Bugs Bunny on Clark Gable in the movie. Uh, it happened one night, mm. but only there's a scene there's a scene where they get left behind by a bus and clark and you know you really because clark gable ate carrots and like no they they had to steal from a farm and so in one scene clark gable is eating stolen carrots because they're like left on the side of a road and he's talking through it and he does sound a lot like bugs bunny what are you eating carrots raw mm-hmm. no why didn't you get me something I could eat? Oh, that's right. I forgot the idea of offering a raw carrot to an Andrew. Hey, you don't think I'm going around panhandling for you, do you? You better have one of these. Best thing in the world for you, carrots. I hate the hard thing. I wish you wouldn't talk so much. I'm going to let a car get away. And he calls one person Doc as a joke twice um, <laughs> in that movie. And that ended up defining are becoming two of the most defining characteristics of Bugs Bunny. It's like less than four seconds of film. <laughs> it became the basis for Bugs Bunny, and it was just their memory mm. of the, this film they'd seen, um, I think, 1940? Yeah. It doesn't seem right. A new film at the time. Yeah. All the greats in animation, though, isn't it? You know, like half the cast of The Simpsons and stuff are just the voice actors doing an impression right we, we did a of. laser time on that like the mm. basis for and, and i love that because for good voice actors are nerdily parodying character actors that they love like yeah i love billy billy west like just blatantly like i'm larry from three stooges ren he, he's just that <laughs> crusty is based on dan castellaneta's local like rusty nails i think a clown the clown that mm. would host his cartoon show Love that. Uh, Edward G. Robinson is mm. Chief Wiggum. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm, I will get us off track uh, with yeah. stuff like this. Well, well, let me, let me ask you, Chris. You, you probably know more about basketball than we do. So Everything I know about basketball is from Space Jam. I, I don't know. Oh, and <laughs> oh. that one episode of Futurama. That's, that's Space my... Jam and Minute Ball. That's all we know. I, I was wondering why Minute Ball wasn't in this film after you taught me about it recently, Alan. But... Minute Ball. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, M- Bug- uh, Muggsy Bogues is in this film, who is like the, the counterpoint to uh, Manute Ball, because he was the shortest basketball player. Yes. yes, he was one of the shortest basketball players. Um, like and for some three. reason developed this like comedic shorthand with Charles Barkley. And if, if we're putting things I like about Space Jam, <laughs> the older I get, like, man, I love Charles Barkley appearing in stuff. He he tries, but he can't do very well, which makes it funny. <laughs> and, and you can see that he's kind of pissed doing stuff. And I just really like Charles Barkley. And when he hosted SNL, Muggsy Bowes made an appearance there too. Because Charles Barkley, I believe, had the reputation as kind of, for lack of a better word, kind of a, a thug. Like a like a guy who talked a lot of shit. Like you could, I remember I, I'd never seen curse words so clearly being formed by someone. He would, he would talk shit. He'd kind of run into people very hard. And then you had the adorable Muggsy Bowes, who was really quick, and they were sort of like, I don't know, like an Abbott and Costello of of the NBA at the time. They did a lot of comedic appearances together. It's like the Vinnie Jones of basketball, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sort of like that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's perfect. 
That's perfect. I know who that is. <laughs> That's well, the juggernaut, bitch, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you about the the, sort of the the rules of basketball. If you, for example, smash someone to the ground, stamped on them, and set them on fire, would that be considered a technical foul? You know, I, I'm guessing a free throw would need to occur at that point. <laughs> but they don't, they don't really get into the rules of basketball. Who was the ref again? Was it Granny? The little Martian. Was it Marvin the Martian? Uh, yeah. yeah. Marvin the Martian. Another Good of use my of favorites a as a kid. Yeah, I loved Marvin. Oh, the those Martian. cartoons are great. So, yeah, as well as Billy West in here, we have about half of the, the cast of Futurama doing voices. We've also got yeah. Maurice yeah. LaMarche. Um, we've yeah. got Kath Susie, uh, Dan Castellaneta, as I mentioned, who's, of course, the robot devil. And we, we also have Frank Welker doing his, you know, usual yeah. animal noises. Probably, is he Taz, I'm guessing? Yeah, I believe he's Taz. You know who's Taz in, in Back in Action? Uh, no, no. Brendan Fraser. He made a point <laughs> to, he wanted to be Taz. So he Good for him. does a great job. Great job. Yeah. And, and I really love the only, the sole original. It's It's been seven years since Roger Rabbit, which Mel Blanc was alive to do the voices for. So now we're down to one original cast member. It's June Foray as Granny mm. and Witch Hazel. And as I love pointing out, June Foray is the only person to play the same character in a Disney and Warner Brothers short, Witch Hazel. They look different, same name. We've touched on the soundtrack, but I do want to just mention some of these songs. As you you mentioned before, we have a cover of Basketball Jones on this (laughs) film soundtrack performed by Barry White and Chris Rock. Basketball Jones, I got a basketball Jones. I mean, that is a thing of beauty that that happened. I, someone went, who has the highest pitched voice and the, the lowest pitched voice in the world? Let's get them on a song together. <laughs> yeah. And then it and then it just plays over a montage in the film. Like, So you just hear Chris Rock going, hey, it's Barry White. Like, in, You cut it out. Like, It cuts out like right when you hear Chris Rock uh, <laughs> yeah. start going. But you can still hear him a little bit, just like you hear fading him a little down. Bit. And, and then you just have Barry White just kind of going, yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> over the top of you this montage of um, basketball players mm-hmm. it's, it's very strange um, and there's of course I Believe I Can Fly which to this day I'm convinced is a rip off of Believe by Stevie Wonder seem to find anywhere confirming that it's like an intentional homage but uh it has the same kind of note progression and, and really i don't similar. remember this song at all it has a spin doctor song featuring biz markey oh, like 
movie's <laughs> insane. Jay Z, Salt and Pepper, Coolio, yeah. Busta Rhymes, LL Cool J, Method yeah. Man. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> and um, another another thing of note, it introduced, I believe, the character of Lola Bunny. Yes. Sorry, I can't believe we didn't get to that. Yeah. Well, of course, yes, feminist icon. Lola Bunny. Was... Well, I mean, they they did kind of go all in on her. Like, she's still part of the Looney Tunes. I think she was in that video she game is. I mentioned on the Game Boy that I had as a as a kid. It was Bugs and Lola on the, Bunny on the box. Looney, Looney Tunes show. She was a uh, not a major character, but a recurring character voiced by Kristen Wiig. Oh right, it was not a bad show. Wabbit was better, but uh, this is the debut of Lola Bunny, and I think about the most dated thing about the movie is how much she is sexualized mm. <laughs> on on purpose by the camera. Uh, it's something you would never do to a, a cartoon character in a kid's movie today. That And the Looney Tunes is filled with stuff like that, mm-hmm. but for Space Jam, yeah, that's like the only like, ugh, moment, like, uh, is how they, they fetishize Lola Bunny. It it did feel a bit old school. Like, yeah, yeah. Bugs Bunny, you know, is oh, turning into hearts. Really <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, they obviously undercut that by having a be you know be able to hold her own and kind of command respect. And I guess that was a sort of 90s mm. feminism. Girl really. powers. as good as yeah. it got. Look, we've yeah. created a female character because we didn't have any. Well, what, I mean, yeah, to women? give them credit, yeah. they. Uh, my understanding is they acknowledged that there weren't really any female Looney Tunes. There, yeah, and unless... there's almost no female representation. There, yeah. there was. Again, not to bore everybody, if we did a laser time about this too, the original stars that got overshadowed by new newer stars, mm. sort of like how, you know, before there was Mickey, there was Oswald, oh, Ralph yeah. the dog was the Jim Henson's biggest character until Kermit came along, and before Bugs came along, Porky Pig has like a hundred cartoons in black and white, and he had a girlfriend named Petunia. And Petunia is literally the only f- female Looney Tune character with a with a fucking name for decades, <laughs> for decades until Granny comes along, and boy, that's great representation. <laughs> I, I'm thankful for for Lola because I think Lola's a, a very cool character and a really great design. Even the new one, you pervs on the you see people complaining like I can't even jerk off to this. <laughs> yeah, where's her, where's her chest? Do you know about this sort of nun controversy that was no. whipped up recently? That well, basically she's not, she's not hot enough in the new. Version. Well, basically, someone got a picture of Lola Bunny off, I think, off DeviantArt that had, you know, the, the anatomy was different to how she actually appeared in the film, and then they posted it up comparing her to how she appears in the new film. Oh, it wasn't. It, it wasn't even real. No, no, it was fan art. Yeah, it was this oh, really busty ha-ha. picture someone had drawn, but they they posted it up as if it was like a still of her from the original film. And, oh, and uh, people and, and idiots on Twitter because Twitter yeah. gives the wrong message to people that all of your opinions are important and necessary <laughs> and must be heard. So now we get to hear from cranky people who's like, <laughs> "Ew, she's so gross!" Like, look, man. You'd fuck that Lola Bunny. What are you talking about? What is wrong with you? She just looks more natural and, 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 and with more modern hips. And modern yeah. hips are good. Yeah. And that's it. There are all these people like saying, oh, this is ridiculous. You know, feminism's gone mad. I'm, uh, we're going to boycott Space Jam 2 because the rabbit's not sexy enough. <laughs> if you go through the cartoon characters, I was, you know, I would fall in love with instantly. It was pretty much the male character with a bow on its head. It's <laughs> enough for me. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Miss Pac-Man to prom. Yeah. What about Bugs Bunny when he's dressed up as a woman? Oh, just gorgeous. Gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> 
And, and still, like, I, I love that those scenes those scenes still feel okay when he's in a dress. But like, I feel like I I, lo- I, lo- I want to meet someone whose sexuality ends up really defined by that. <laughs> I really do. So I mean, yeah. The, the, so Space Jam. <laughs> Space I mean, Jam. Is there is there anything else to to say there? I think we've kind of touched on everything in the film. Really, it's um not a lot in it. it well, there is a lot in it, but it's no, there isn't. Yeah, there is and there isn't. <laughs> the structure is weak. Like I say, it, it's not even a it's not even a good basic kind of kids film structure. And I assume yeah. that's just because they were trying to you know keep up with the animation and and yeah. you know it's just like look we can't put anything more in it because we we, we can't animate it. But I I thought why not have a scene earlier on where a bit more like let's have Wayne Knight and Michael Jordan doing something and Wayne Knight you know falls on a cake or something you know like <laughs> I, it's not difficult is it you know like yeah, you could just pad that'd something out a little five minute bit of slapstick yeah I just uh, it just felt like you could easily have chucked a couple extra moments in this and got it to ninety minutes. Yeah, look, I, as I say, there was a time when this was my favourite film of all time. I was seven, I I didn't know any better. I should have done because I had seen better films like The Lion King, but I didn't know any better. I loved the, the Looney Tunes. Yeah, I, I still think there's no, there's no reason to be ashamed of that, though. It's such a different flavour than what... <laughs> was being presented by other animation yeah theatrical animation like it it's silly but like uh <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad it kept the looney tunes in the in the hearts and minds of another generation yeah and then you know i i think i came back to it at some point as a teenager probably and thought mm-hmm. oh god what what was i thinking <clears throat> um and then i watched it again last night and i mean look i i have um a certain degree of nostalgia for it and i I mean, like I say, it's capitalism manifest, but I, I mm-hmm. kind of respect that. I kind of respect the, the, the balls-to-the-wall lunacy of it. I wish it went further, which, you know, I suppose that's kind of what Back in Action was, was... That's your movie, man. Yeah, do it. movie's great. But, yeah, I don't hate it. So I'm going to jump into a rating here. We we uh, we give our films a rating out of 10, Chris. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10, which I think is very generous, but, uh, yeah... Yeah, I, I'm going to give it a, a, what I would consider generous five. All right, well, I thought we were going to go harsher than that. Yeah, yeah Chris, I, I think like I, I think in a movie that looked worse, yeah. you would, it would get a much lower rating because it is Definitely. very stupid and isn't as funny as it should be. But mm. am I, oh, I got to rate it now. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do a six as well. Oh, uh, maybe so. maybe a seven. I don't know. Like I I I I love that people love it. It's just not yeah. for me. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it doesn't outstay its welcome. It's that sort of, you know, yeah, if, if you are just nice putting on yeah, something and it's, for it's, a kid. <laughs> I'll watch it when, I would never put it on in my own home, but like if it's screening somewhere, I'll definitely go see it. Yeah. It, it, it feels like my childhood, it feels like, it's hard to see now, but it was sort of like, it's everything I, w- I really liked when I was like 12 years old, Michael Jordan and Looney mm. Tunes. Um, and 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 this new this new rap music that all all the parents are complaining <laughs> about it's it, it it's it's a really nice slice of the '90s uh, like almost yeah. I don't I, I'm trying to do a show about this but I don't know how to formulate it it is weirdly one of the most perfect '90s movies it just is and it's 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 it does crystallize a moment in time oh, even yeah, if it it's... is based on something pretty crass. It's that naivety of the 90s, I think, that, you know, it's just, yeah, why not? It's a film about Michael Jordan and the Looney Tunes saving the world through (laughs) basketball. Through basketball. With aliens, yeah, why not? Let's do it. With aliens and Charles Barkley. (laughs) (laughs) Just generally, sports stars in films never quite caught on. I guess not enough of them are just any good acting or... (laughs) There's, what's his name, Fred Williams. O.J. Simpson. 
OJ Simpson. <laughs> ah, uh, I love him as Norberg. I'll never not. Uh, yeah. I, I always assumed, and I don't mean to um, cast aspersions on athletes, uh, <laughs> to star in a movie is like legitimate work and you have to love doing it. And if you're a pro athlete and you retire, you can you can make so much more money by doing a lot less than trying to be an actor mm. and let alone a good actor. You know, we all love Shaquille O'Neal and blue chips. Anyone? No, no one. <laughs> no one on diminishing returns going to going to bat for the Nick Nolte movie blue chips. Um, no. Yeah. Not a lot of not a lot of basketball players in films. Um, let's see how LeBron does. Uh, I don't know anything about LeBron, but he called the president a bum one time and it made me laugh. <laughs> so, yeah, the, so the new film, it's LeBron James, who is, yeah. I guess, a basketball star now. Um, yeah, he's, he's is he still playing? Is goat, he retired? Isn't he? Is, is that... Yeah, and I think I, someone, someone had written more eloquently about that, but like we've called the Space Jam plot flimsy, but there is a lot of weirdness there. Like Jordan's dad's death leading to him retiring from basketball, finding his love of basketball again. What's LeBron's story here? I left Cleveland for more money. <laughs> well, the the plot looks crazy from the trailer. Alan, have you have you seen the trailer for the? Yeah, the in the trailer, his kid gets kidnapped, so that's his motivation right. as a character. And then he right, okay. and he gets lost in like the server verse. I can't tell if it's supposed to be set in the same universe as the first film or not because the Looney Tunes this time all live on a hard drive in like the yeah, big like Warner Tron. Brothers yeah. computer, which is bizarre. It's not like they live in the center of the Earth, which was also bizarre. But this this new one just looks like a kind of Warner Brothers movie rather than it is it Space is the, oh Warner Brothers Discovery Turner yeah. HBO crossover movie because you get to see a Game of Thrones planet in the trailer I'm like really is this who we want the Looney Tunes interacting with yeah okay, and I and sure. I just I I don't really know who it's for because I if I go and see Space Jam two I don't really want a load of other Warner Brothers stuff in the mix there. That's Man, not why I, I'm there. I was not I was not surprised they were doing that in the trailer like most people because I have had some of the characters spoiled for me and I I'm not even like a big I don't usually come up like go looking for spoilers but I got some major spoilers from some Warner Brothers characters you would not expect who are going to pop up in this movie played by their original. Oh. actors that just it seems shocking that this is going to happen and i'm i i honestly can't as, as much as i'm crapping maybe you think i'm crapping on space jam i am so excited for space jam too <laughs> i i cannot wait it, but it's also you know this is also like pandemic stockholm syndrome where yeah. <laughs> we just weren't getting any movies for a while you should have seen me excited for scoob a year ago <laughs> like this scoob is gonna save us it's gonna come out on streaming i'm gonna pay 25 dollars for it side and scene that movie is fucking terrible uh, it was, was really really bad i was and it so upset by scoob I, i'm a big big scooby-doo guy like i've i've watched i think every <laughs> appearance of those guys crossing over with you know every other show they've been on teen titans they've done everything and um you know i i was all there i was all in on yeah scooby-doo and blue falcon like they're doing a i i am not a big scooby-doo fan and i'm glad i wasn't because boy would i have been disappointed that this movie is actually a launching pad for a blue falcon <laughs> When I say I'm a Scooby-Doo fan, I don't particularly like any of the Scooby-Doo stuff that I've seen. I've just got this weird compulsion to no, they're, they're great. watch they're, it all. I love, I, I love how 70s they look. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like that in Star Wars. Like you forget how, like these are all yeah. 70s ass looking characters <laughs> that have survived for a really long time. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, this new one's coming out. It looks baffling. Don Cheadle's in it. Is Michael Jordan going to pop up at any point? 
he has to. Yeah. Of course he will. Unless I hope I hope unless I hope he's like Adam West mad about it. Like how this <laughs> Adam West was when he wasn't in the Batman movie. I hope he goes on a scathing publicity tour just to knock the new Space Jam. They didn't even ask me. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah, so there we go. Uh thanks so much for joining us, Chris. Oh, good. You, you said you weren't going to plug anything else, but do feel free if you'd like Except to. for Laser Time 302010 and Video Game Apocalypse. Upcoming Laser Time episodes include we're doing a one season SNL Wonders is one of our topics. And and one one I thought was really funny because I've watched more TV because of the pandemic than I have in like 10 years. Hmm. We look at the concept of channel drift. Uh, channel drift is the concept of when TVs just completely abandon their theming <laughs> altogether. Just coursing MTV's history. Yeah, um, MTV. And, and what channels have have nine, remained yeah. the same and like kept their theming the longest? Even even the Weather Channel tried to abandon the weather, and everybody <laughs> got too mad about it. Is it I, I guess and, that's like um, History Channel, isn't it? It's now like the Aliens and, yes. and Loch Ness Monster and Cryptid Hunting Channel. Yes. <laughs> I, 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 spoiler, I literally saw a plan. I watched Planet of the Apes in the History Channel just to see, like, are they going to acknowledge this at all? This is a history. Wow. But, but, but not, not the, not our history. Well, yeah, I mean, as I said up front, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Chris's work. So do, uh, yeah, go check that out. Thanks, Laser Sultan. Time is an excellent show. And it's, you know. And if Alan isn't, that means I was insufferable. Apologies, Alan. Stops. What? You guys can bank head bounce or do the bunny hop. Who says the bunny can't?